When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that, on the whole, is on that hole. Yeah, spell hole. Spell hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today... Ooh, you're vindicated. I finally... It's been so long that I've <laughs> lost on these Patreon votes, but finally... Not only did they vote for me, my topics got first and second place, yeah. and your topic lost horribly. Yeah, I'm, I hope everybody enjoys me showing my shame and failure. Yes. Exhibi- exhibiting oh. my, my, my horrendous defeat. That is a good tie-in to our topic today, which is exhibitionism. We're going to talk about exhibitionism with our pants off, yep. um, but, but, but first... But first... A hundred words. Okay. So at a certain level of Patreon, if you send in 100 words, I will read them, also known as the use my whole benefit. Yep. <laughs> um, and and we have we a have hundred words this week. Okay. okay. I took a glance, so I know it's coming. You know I'm, you know I'm going to read it. Right? I know. You, I have to. You Do you? <laughs> you choose to, just to bug me. <laughs> uh, this is from Jake Williams. It's been a few months, but I'm here for my next 100 words. Shh, Mike, don't read this part to Kyle. <laughs> right? But there are totally more than 100 words here. There's 110 plus 10 bonus ones, and some of these are two words. But I haven't remembered to submit my 100 words since July, so I'm hoping we can let a few more slide through this time around. That's not how that works. You may remember my last 100 words back in July. 100 innuendos for the penis. Penis. Penis? Penis. Penis colada. <laughs> You may remember my last 100 words from back in July. 100 innuendos for the penis. Now it's time for 100-ish innuendos in your endos for the butt and butthole. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes. Hey, Kyle, the 100 words start now. I know. I knew. I know. I I know. I know. Ass, arse, anus, backdoor, backside, badonkadonk, behind, banana cannon, balloon nut, black hole, brown eye, bum, bunghole, butthole, buttocks, bussy, butt, buttocks, booty, can, cheeks, culo, chili, cute, chili, shoot. Chili, shoot? No. Chocolate, speedway, chocolate, starfish, coffee, crumpet, cornhole, crapper, crap, trap, crinkled star, derriere, downstairs, dirty onion ring, employee entrance, exit hole, (laughs) escape hatch, fanny, fart box, fisty mountains, felch. Felch, Fleshy Fun Bridge, Foregut, Fudge Maker, Gary Glitter, Gainus, Globes, Glutes, Gluteus Maximus, Gooch, Growler, Gump Stump, Hades Kiss, Hades Kiss, Hams, Hamflower, Hunches, Heine, Hershey Highway, Hindquarters, Kevin, Keister, Keyring, <laughs> Leather Cheerio, Leather Bagel, Manhole, Meat Seat, Moist Gremlin, Mud Button, Mussy, O-ring, Ooh. old dirt road, orifice, patootie, poop shoot, pooper, poop hole, posterior, poo shooter, pretty boy swag, pucker, rear, rear rocket dock, rectum, rosebud, ruby starfruit, rump, rusty dusty, some early 1940s slang, Rus- <laughs> rusty sheriff badge, seat, huh. sitting place, smelly freckle, sphinctacular, sphincter, <laughs> squeezer, squish, mitten, stink portal, tail, tater hole, the devil's boat launch, tuckus, tush, tushy, truffle tunnel, trump, twilight zone, oh, trump, trump, That's twilight zone, 
uh, Uranus, Wazoo, Wedding Band, Whispering Eye, Winking Sphinx, and Wrinkled Penny. Wedding Band? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bonus round, uh, ass in other languages. It's ass in Latvian, ass in Bosnian, ass in Luxembourgish, Bunda in Portuguese, cool in French, ras in Icelandic, uh, shamer in Hungarian, zadok in Slovak, Jopa in Russian, and Gay Ash. Gay Ash. That should be the name of our show. In, in Gay Ash. Oh, Gay Ash. I, I love guess. it. Happy 2024, y'all. Jake W. Thanks, Jake, Thanks. for that 100 and mm, we'll call it 50 words. 150 or so words. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. If you want to use my whole, do it. Sign up for Patreon first <laughs> at the level that is needed to use Mike's whole yeah. and then send in your uh, 100 words. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Um, great. Now that we've done that part of the show, we move on to the next part of the show. Yep. Which is, which I totally did not need to be typical. reminded. <laughs> you, you knew what it and remembered what it is and you introduced it now. Here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Jesus Christ, Kyle. We're doing real good. We're doing so good. News the first. Okay. So at Sydney World Pride last year, there was a man named Mirko Olivieri, and he saw two large men bullying a young gay man named Jack Schmidt outside a kebab shop, which that's not a euphemism, but it sounds like it should be <laughs> one. For sure. Uh, he got in between the men. The dispute escalated. Olivieri was thrown to the ground by the men who also uttered a homophobic slur. He was arrested along with the two... Uh, uh, other the the assailants by the police. Who, he was arrested. Yep, yep. So uh, the victims named Jack Schmidt um, told the police like he was just protecting me. Like he this is self defense or not self defense, but defending someone else. Defense by <laughs> self defense by proxy or something. <laughs> the police were not having it. Did not ask. Uh, ultimately, um, d- you know, he he maintained his innocence all along. And, and uh, but was convicted and sentenced to conditional release and community service by local court magistrate Brett Shields. And that's fucked up. That sucks. Do you to get someone that gets involved and tries to help someone then gets in trouble? Yep. That sucks. Exactly right. Um, Don't help people. That's the moral of the story. Anywho, to, so to the to the to the news part of it. So just this last week um, on doesn't matter when it was it was a day. A week ago, Judge Mark Williams overturned the decision in Downing Center District Court, said, quote, this man was intervening to protect someone he thought was being unfairly victimized. These two apparently larger, more aggressive men, they were the ones who initiated it and uh, overturned the conviction. Oh, good. And removed it from his record and all of that. Oh, that's great. That still sucks to have to go through all of this just to like standing up for someone. Yeah. Well, and Um, what if he hadn't been like let go on like... um, uh, what what do they what do they call it? Because it's it's in Australia, so it's all Australian conditional release and community service. What if he had been put in jail? And yeah. Like was in jail for two years for this thing that is like the right thing to do? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Don't do the right thing, y'all. Just mind your own business. Don't get involved, Kyle. Don't get involved. That's the worst <laughs> advice. That's so mean. Do get involved. If you're, although I did, I did think it was interesting that the judge was like, yeah, these two dudes were bigger. Like, like I don't, does that matter? Yeah, like, that shouldn't I, matter <laughs> when it comes to like, if you're bullying someone and 
being homophobic to yeah, them. There's some little people who are assholes, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> and totally capable there of are, committing hate crimes. <laughs> there are some little assholes. Just ask me. <laughs> tiny, tiny assholes. Tiny little assholes. Uh, okay. So, news the second. News the second. So, there's a priest named Tomasz Zmarsley of the Blessed Virgin Mary of the Angels Church, which sure. is a Catholic church, uh, who has been arrested and charged, uh, w- was arrested and charged earlier this week because he threw an orgy and a man overdosed on erectile dysfunction pills. <laughs> Wait, you can do that? Apparently so. I didn't know Oh, that was a thing that happened either. Um, Were you like, one isn't enough, I need to be like quadruple hard? I... or? I, did he did he survive that? Can um, we make jokes about this or not? Yeah, I think I I I think I think we can. Okay. Uh, Polish media initially reported that a man had collapsed at that party after he took too many erectile dysfunction pills. Paramedics arrived after one attendant called an ambulance, but were refused entry. The man only received oh. medical attention once the police were called. Polish news outlets also first reported that the man was a sex worker, but the prosecution has since denied that. Um, he was fired from the church. The, uh, the, he, he resigned in October and asked the Pope Francis to approve his exit and quote, forgive my human limitations. Um, Orgy is not a human limitation. You just made a bad decision. Orgies are great decisions. That's fine. But that doesn't seem like it's in line with your calling or whatever Jesus wants from you or whatever the Catholic people. Maybe Jesus does want us to have more orgies with boner pills. (laughs) Just a buffet of boner pills and an orgy. So no, 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 I agree. I just think that, uh, that was a bad call given what you know of the Catholic church. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I support orgies a hundred percent with or without boner pills. If they, well, I've never I, been to one. Like if you, if you roll into an orgy is the expectation there's going to be boner pills and or other drugs there a thing. I think I'm asking you like you're the orgy expert. <laughs> I've been to a couple, but there weren't orgy or there weren't boner pills or drugs. Oh, just alcohol. Just, alcohol is a drug technically. Just boners. Just boners. <laughs> yep. Okay. And tiny buttholes. <laughs> and tiny buttholes abound. Um, yeah, it just, I, I think. I think it's really unfortunate. This is an example of, I think it's really unfortunate that the Catholic Church and the Catholic world is such that you're actively told if you're gay, the priesthood is a way to do that. Because you can be gay in the Catholic Church, you just can't act on it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, then do a vow of celibacy and become a priest. That way you're, you and Jesus are fine then. And But I think that that leads, like denying yourself your sexuality is like, kind of biologically impossible i think yeah or usually biologically impossible so eventually you're gonna have levitra fueled orgies <laughs> it's it's just, just it's just nature bound to happen <laughs> um i feel sorry for this guy even, even though i kind of don't yeah yeah i mean uh, the the shitty thing is when they originally denied the paramedics entry like that's some some shame like you're like oh shit i'm gonna get in trouble for this so i'm gonna yeah. deny this person care the care that he needs to survive like that's that's some shittiness yeah and that's part of what he's being charged with is mm. is denying medical medical uh denying medical attention and also some sex crimes i guess i don't know mm. anyway sex crimes my favorite kind of crimes <sighs> okay news the last great news the last so uh queer erotica author chuck tingle 
Yes, new story about Chuck Tingle. I'm already on board. Who is the author of short fiction stories such as Professor T-Rex Teaches Me Gayness and Pounded in the Butt by the Sentient Manifestation of My Own Ignorant Climate Change, change Denial. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was uh, was was invited to the Texas Library Association's annual annual literature conference. Does he show his face ever? I didn't think he did this. And was uninvited because he wouldn't take off his face mask. Oh, okay. So he wears when he does public events, which is not that often. He wears a pink hood over his head that says love is real on it. Oh, I'll send you the picture or I'll send Derek the picture so you can put it on on social media. But uh uh, they they uninvited him over that. This is new information to me, and this is what I really want to talk about with this story. Tingle, who is openly autistic, noted that the mask, quote, is a boundary that allows me to express myself freely and relieve my chronic pain from neurotypically masking all day. It has never really been a problem when making appearances before, and it is not a want, it is a need. Holding this boundary is more important than I can ever say. Uh, Texas Library Association not letting an autistic author wear the face cover they've set up to express their neurodivergence in a safe, healthy way is, for a lack of a better term, not a good look. If Mm. the Texas Library Association does not care about my appearance as an expression of my autism, then I can't imagine them giving a dang about it as an expression of my gender and queerness. Um, I think it's really interesting to me the idea that, well, first that that could be a way of managing neurodivergence mm-hmm. that just is super, super interesting to me. And then I didn't know that Chuck Tingle was on the spectrum at all. And yeah. like, so I thought it was, it was interesting. Like maybe like sometimes autistic people get like hyper-focused on something and maybe that's why he's so good at cranking out so many fucking books. <laughs> Cause he just yeah. gets like locked into this. Like that's, that's how he, that's how he channels it. Yeah. Um, and how do you feel about, do you think he should be let in with the mask on? Well, so he, one of his, one of his tweets, uh, about it was, why is my preferred physical presentation valued so little by the TLA that a theoretical complaint is worth more? Mm. And I think that's really interesting. Like show up with the bag on your head, let him show up with the bag on his head. And if somebody complains, then decide to do something about it. But they uninvited him on the potential that somebody might be uncomfortable or offended by his appearance. Yeah. I, and that's shitty. Yeah. So anyway, they un uninvited him, (laughs) re invited him and he has rejected that re invitation. Mm. I said that their response was quote, a little unsatisfying and the event is clearly not a safe space to trot for those who require additional accommodations. Yeah. To have to like, Reinvite someone after you uninvited them doesn't make it feel that safe of a place to be at. It does not, and also it's like too little, too late. It's yeah. just like the Dodgers and remind me and of them, the LA Pride thing uh, with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Yeah, um, you can't you can't uninvite somebody and then get in trouble for it and then say, "Oh, just kidding, Whoops. you're actually invited after all," and then somehow save face. Yeah, you you just no. You are yeah. You already made an ass of yourself, so. Yep. That's the news. That's the news. Speaking of people who didn't make an ass of themselves, it's people that signed up for our Patreon. <laughs> Great. And they can wear a mask all they want for all I care. Uh, thank you to Patreon members Hank Simpson. Oh, that sounds like a cartoon. It does sound like a cartoon character. Sorry, Hank. Uh, Samuel Emlin. Mm. Hey, Samuel. Uh, Jeff G. Jeff just, G. Just Jeff G. Just Jeff G. 
And Chris Brinkley. Nope, Binkley. Sorry. Chris Binkley. It's like Christy Brinkley is giving us money. Yep. Um, If you want ad-free episodes a day early, if you want to do things like use Mike's mouth to make him say 100 words, and let's be honest, far more than 100 words, Mm -hmm. then you can go to patreon.com slash gayishpodcast, and you get a bonus, no, a discount if you... uh, Sign up for a year. Sign up for a year. Thanks. Annual subscriptions are 10% off. Yeah. Do it. Do you want to talk about exhibitionism? Yes. Well, first I want to talk about your resounding defeat. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So once a month... If you've been living under a rock or are new to the show, once a month, we let our highest tier of Patreon supporters, our gap bridgers, uh, Kyle and I pitch three ideas, three topics, and then they vote on which one becomes an episode. And usually second place, no promises, but usually second place becomes that month's bonus episode. Yep. And uh, our rule, there are no rules. It's our show. We do what the fuck we want. But yeah. it is just that whoever whoever wins gets to only submit one topic for the next one. Right. The idea being, if you lose, then you get to submit two topics the following month, and you're more likely to win. Yep. Theoretically, you're more likely to win because you submitted two topics instead of just the one. Yep. That hasn't worked out for me too well recently. You've been winning all of them somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But finally, my topics were number one and two, and no one wanted to talk about tentacles. Right, right. Yeah. Which I'm thank you everyone for not making me talk about tentacles. I that's think, a relief. I think we have to talk about tentacles at some point, Kyle. Okay. I mean you can force it's it because clearly not this month. It's not but. this month. <laughs> why tentacles? I guess why not? I mean I, okay. People are into it. That's true. And we need to talk about it. Okay. At some point. But then not not now. This is not, not the now. tentacles episode. Nope. This is the exhibitionism ex- episode. That's right. Exhibitionism one, monogamy was second, so our bonus patron our monthly bonus Patreon episode this month is going to be monogamy. Yeah. So if you want to hear that, just wait. Yeah. Just, well, and then sign up. (laughs) Yes. Sign up probably at the, uh, $5 up level. Yeah. Um, did we talk about your, your win enough? Nope. Uh, fuck you. I won. Great. Na, 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 na. (laughs) Great. I'm the best. You're the worst. Great. Uh, Mm -hmm. suck my Hershey's highway. (laughs) No. Now now we've talked about it enough. Okay, great. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. What uh, are you going to talk about? Well, I'm going to talk to you about the history of exhibitionism. Of course not. Really. Are you? No, I'm really not. Okay. okay. Um, although, apparently, if you want to get like super loose with the definition, mm-hmm. lots of other primates do exhibitionist type behaviors no as way. part as part of what ha- like you know you know how like when when some some primates go into heat and their ass gets real big mm-hmm. it's exhibitionism they're gonna show that booty off so they get railed that's what happens to me too <laughs> come check me out at the bathhouse every third friday sure <laughs> sure do you really go? Oh, no. oh, I mean, no. I don't know your life. I'm busy. <laughs> I have too much to do to get fucked. I have, I have shit going on. Mm. 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 I also don't have time. Yeah, but now there's somebody whose full time job it is <laughs> in my life, so <laughs> that makes it easier. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, exhibitionism. What counts in your mind? Like, what? What? Where would you draw the the lines here? What's because it's one of those things that, like you think you know what it means until you start to like kind of pick it apart and then you realize it's a little hard to do. Well, it's 
someone that gets off on people watching them while they do something sexual. Okay. Great. I, I, that's one way of, of looking at it. And I, oh, I think that's not the way of looking at it. No, because apparently uh, things like streaking and flashing are not overtly sexual, but are still considered exhibitionism. Oh, so, exhibitionism is the act. Because you're not like sexually excited by streaking necessarily. You're, there's a thrill element to it, but it's not like you're like, oh, I'm streaking. So I'm rock hard and this is getting me off. Exactly right. Yeah. So so exhibitionism is the act of exposing in a public or semi-public context one's intimate parts, usually considered the breasts, genitals or buttocks. Um, the practice may arise from a desire or a compulsion to expose oneself in such a manner to groups of friends or acquaintances <laughs> or to strangers for their amusement or sexual satisfaction or to shock the bystander. Okay, that's interesting that like be shocking people is part of the definition of this. Yeah, and to your point, it, the whole thing is about the thrill of doing something taboo, doing something um, shocking, doing something uh, salacious, right? Yeah. And and so the the sex part, which is very much part of it, and we're going to get into that. Yeah. But um, that uh, by by some standards, it's not about sex. It's about the here's my naked body. Look at it. Yeah. Would you consider flashing your boyfriend on the on aisle four of Safeway exhibitionism? Oh. No, there's like, there's a public and risk thing, but it's your, the, I think usually you want people to, other people to look on and see you. So if you're trying to do it secretly, like show him a little peekaboo and then cover it up before anyone sees it, I think that's not it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, at least the, the Wikipedia definition agrees with you. Exposing yeah. oneself only to an intimate partner is normally not regarded as exhibitionism. Yeah. I'm right. Got it right. Yep. And so there are lots of people for whom it is a sexual thrill though. Yeah. That, that's, that's part of the thing. And then that, that leads into voyeurism, which is probably its own episode at, at some point. Did we do this? Do voyeurism? Did we do voyeurism? I don't know. It's 369 episodes, Kyle. I don't fucking remember like the last 10, much less any. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, this is episode 369. Damn, she fine. <laughs> Suck it to me one more time. Get low, get low, get low, get low. To the window. Oh, <laughs> okay, you can you can go. Now that has to go on the on the playlist. Oh no! Yeah. Sorry, playlist listeners. Um. Okay. So. Um. True or false? Exhibitionism is illegal. It usually is if you're exposing yourself to strangers who are non-consenting. What's illegal is usually called indecent exposure. Right. And like exhibitionism itself is not something that's definable enough for it to be. Because you can like, if you like people watching, you could do it at a sex club where everyone is agreeing, walking into it that they may see stuff. So they're like consenting individuals. So, but a lot of times it is illegal. Yeah. Yep. 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 True story. Um, okay, so the term exhibitionist was first used in 1877 by French physician and psychiatrist Charles Lesseg. Wow, say that name again. Charles Lesseg. Lesseg. <laughs> it sounds like a drunk person trying to say sex. Yeah, well, also, I'm probably not saying it correctly because oh, okay. it's French. I'm just like, my my personal rule for French is just don't say the consonants and say the vowels weird. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I like your like attitude when you say to the sig. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he for sure invented the term exhibitionist. Now, psychologists had been studying the concept of a person going for the thrill of exposing parts of themselves that they shouldn't be exposing. Um, but uh, he's just the first one to give it a name. Um, and there's uh, one of one of the early examples of exhibitionism is a guy named John Wilmot, who was the second Earl of Rochester back in the 16th century, so 1500s. Wow. I want to talk about this dude in our Patreon segment. Okay. Because I just, there's too much and it's not all about exhibitionism, but um, he's interesting okay like he may or may not have had sex with a sundial we're, we're gonna, i'm sorry <laughs> we're gonna talk about it in the in the patreon segment. that's not where i i would have never in a million years guessed where that sentence ended yeah that's why it's great does a sundial because it has like the little you have like, to listen to the patreon segment, okay Kyle. okay i just need to know <laughs> Um, that's all I'm going to talk about for now. Just like, okay. yeah, this, this French dude came up with the word and, but that was to describe shit that already happens and has happened for a long time, even in the animal kingdom. So, um, um, yeah, there's a, re- I, I, sorry, one last thing. Mm-hmm. There is a renewal of it in the 1960s as part of the free love movement, like being outside and being naked was like flower children, whatever. And, um, so we see a lot more, well, coverage of it as a phenomenon in like popular media, but also it legit was just happening more. Yeah. Um, but okay. My question is that is similar to like, if you go to a nudist colony, is yeah. that exhibitionism? I don't know. Is it? What do you think? No, I asked you. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I think. I think for some people, probably, right? Like, I know there are a lot of nudists that I've talked to who are, like, they just like being naked and don't like being not naked, so they go Mm -hmm. to where they're happier. Yeah. I don't like being not naked. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I bet that there are people for whom it's titillating to go and be naked in a naked space. And so, like, the only person that knows whether it's exhibitionism or not is that person. Yep. Yeah. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. I think that it, it is not... So when you talk about the 19, 1960s as being a time when it there's a resurgence in public nudity, right. it could be exhibitionism, but it's not necessarily because it may not be about getting your rocks off or sexual kind of thing. Right. Or, or, or getting a thrill. Or like, getting a thrill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first, I have a couple gaitas. <laughs> okay. Um, two gaitums. Because <laughs> gaitum is the singular of gaita. <laughs> God. Um, oh, God. So first... I uh, really like that. Thanks. <laughs> uh, first, uh, one article I read said that exhibitionism is very common. Okay. Which, I don't know. According to... That doesn't sound very scientific. There's more. There's oh, numbers okay. forthcoming. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Hold on to that. Hold on to that I mean, for I want to see the numbers, Kyle. Expose <laughs> the numbers to me. <laughs> so I will show them to you. These The naked numbers. According to Zana... Vrangalova nailed P- it. Sorry, <laughs> PhD, a New York University professor of human sexuality and sexpert for Lilo. I don't know what that what and Lilo Stitch. Is. Yes, <laughs> 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 D- 
they had a sexpert consult on Lilo and Stitch to make sure all the sex scenes were done just right. Yep. Um, a recent study showed that 66% of men mm. and 57% of women fantasize about having sex openly in a public place. Wild. Okay. Okay. Although, okay. I would contend yeah. that that's not necessarily exhibitionism because you may not have people watching you. Like if you go to a playground at night where there is no one, you're having sex at a public place, but no one's watching. And part of exhibitionism is other people seeing it. Just a quick aside, Kyle. Sure. Sex outside is kind of hard to do. It's dirty. Like people think sex on a beach is going to be hot and no, you just get sand in your crack. Yeah. Do you know this from experience? <sighs> no. Yes. <laughs> Your eyes darting around before you answered was the best. I wish people could have seen that. Yeah, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Just the once and never again because I was getting sand out of my ball sack for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I I think especially when you're gay, it's harder because there's more need for like prep work and lube. Yeah. And that I think can get in the way of the hotness of public sex. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. But I know a lot of bottoms who just like get ready every time they go out. Like, like just in case. They never leave the front door with a one in the chamber, if you know what I yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to poop a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm the opposite of that. Like I could always poop a bit. <laughs> Great. I'm the worst bottom. Um Another stat, 82% of both genders fantasize about having sex in an unusual place, including offices, public toilets, etc. That's so wild to me. Okay. That's a lot of people for the question. That's more than I would have expected. That's like damn near all of the people. Yeah. Okay. Great. I would again contend that that's not necessarily exhibitionism because whether or not people are watching you is part of the equation. Yeah, and uh, re read the read the explanation again. Like an uh, an alternative place or a, a unusual place, unusual place, including offices, public toilets, etc. I mean, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm back on board. That makes sense. Like, who hasn't thought about banging on the kitchen table or whatever? Like, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean it's exhib exhibitionistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exhibitive. Exhibitionistic. I like that word. That seems fancy. That's what it is now. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but, but yeah, like that's not, that's not, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but more, sometimes you got to get out of the bed that you're always in. Yeah. And be somewhere else when the banging is happening. Sometimes you got to add some little bit of thrill to your sex life. Yeah. We're going to talk about it on monogamy yeah. <laughs> on the bonus <laughs> Patreon episode. <laughs> if, if the bedroom times get boring, sometimes you got to do other things. That's right. Um, and by other things, we mean other people. <laughs> some, well, that's true. But monogamy, you don't have that luxury. So what do you do instead? Mm. We'll find out. Role playing. Cry. Oh. Pre pretend it's someone else. Oh. And cry. And cry. <laughs> um, but use those tears as lube. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip of the week. Um, I but I more data that I have yeah. is on exhibitionism. Exhibitionism. Mm -hmm. Why did I say it's so weird? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. <laughs> but the version of it that is a disorder. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you imagine there could be too much of this good thing. Yes, too much of a good thing makes it illegal, I think. Yeah, it's like eating too much Lucky Charms. Like, too much of it should be illegal. Um, mm -hmm. There is... I want to be very clear that there is a version of this that is consensual, that is a kink, that is sexy, okay, totally fine. And there's also a version of this that is bad and illegal and non-consensual. Yeah. And if you are an exhibitionist who likes the consensual version of this, that is, there's nothing wrong with you. That's totally fine to have your kinks and be into what you're into. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I'm going to talk about now. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. In this is all from the 2019 Handbook of Sexual Assault and Sexual Assault Prevention. So that oh. gives you a groundwork of you know what we're talking about. Yeah. The I bet I bet I bet I bet like the water cooler talk at that organization <laughs> is is like kind of depressing. A little dry, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, according to the DSM five, uh -huh. exhibitionistic disorder. Didn't you say exhibitionistic? exhibitionistic yeah that's what they said that's what the fancy people said Fuck so yeah, you got Mike. it nailed it <laughs> your greek and latin roots are real good <laughs> it's, 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 it's a gatum <laughs> it's a gatum a new gatum exhibitionistic disorder involves persistent and intense sexual arousal from exposing one's genitals to a non-consenting person typically a stranger as manifested by fantasies urges or behaviors okay is that just the boobs no, there's or, or does penis. that include does that include the boobs? Is, I think boobs are included. Yeah, because boobs aren't genitals, but oh, but they are naughty parts. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This definition, the DSM says genitals. Okay, but I would include boobs in this. Okay, um, the prevalence of this kind of disorder uh, is unknown, but researchers estimate based on exhibitionistic acts in the general population that the prevalence among males is two to 4%. Oh, wow. Okay. Higher, lower than you thought. A lot higher. Higher? Yeah. Oh. Like 4% is one out of every 25. No, yeah. that's no, that's yeah. One out of every oh, 25. Yeah, yeah, that is. So like <clears throat> there were, 25 dudes here for new year's eve you're like saying that like at least one of them is so exhibitionistic that it's a problem that's that's just seems really high yeah yeah that's true yeah. when you put it like that in terms of a new year's eve party <laughs> <laughs> then that's true a nude year's eve party oh, okay <laughs> um a national survey on 4,800 randomly selected Swedish individuals. <laughs> I'm glad you cracked yourself up I with that. I can't. I'm sure the Swedish people love the Swedish chef. Like oh, they yeah. Just, they, it's not offensive or, or, no. or anything. It's, right. It's not racist. It's not, I don't know. <laughs> mark, mark, mark. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to keep going? No, I can't. <laughs> I just, oh, God. Uh, I, I even took my pills this morning, Kyle. Oh, I always tell you, don't take your pills before recording. I think it makes for more interesting episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, in this survey, it revealed that 4.3% of men and 2.1% of women admitted to acts of exhibitionism. Okay. 
So that seems to dial in that two to four percent seems to be a reasonable percentage of people with this kind of disorderly behavior. But a disorder? Yeah. Like rises to the level of a disorder. Yeah. Okay. Um, researchers also think that exhibitionistic acts are the most commonly reported of all sex offenses. They believe it, it accounts from anywhere from one third to two thirds of reported sexual offenses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that seems that adds up to you. I just imagine that like that's just a numbers game. That's mm. that's like here I am in my trench coat. I'm going to show my wang to a group of a hundred people. That's going to get reported because mm. I just I did a I did a I did a naughty in mass. You know, <laughs> <laughs> other kinds of sex badness are more on like one to one kind of a level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. I guess the yeah the size of the <laughs> target. What? Go ahead. <laughs> um, and on this same vein, penis vein, yeah. um, although bulk uh, of available research describes male exhibitionists, Carnes, 2001, a reference that doesn't matter, but is a reference, found that females in treatment for sexual addiction reported higher levels of exhibitionistic behavior compared to their, their male counterparts. Interesting. But... Many of these women re- describe uh, rece- receiving few legal ramifications from their behaviors and often were rewarded for them, in fact. Um, explanations for the disproportionate arrest rates may be uh, different laws, mm-hmm. such as the fact that it's not may not be illegal to show your breasts in public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, gender bias. Men are considered to be more dangerous than women, so... Because of truth and facts. Men are, in fact, more dangerous <laughs> than women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or low reporting rate by um, against women. I don't like this. Low reporting rates against women by men who welcome seductive behavior. I mean... That seems... I can see that for some... Some men might be into this, but like to blanket say that is very feels very victim-blamey to me. It's like that Saturday Night Live sketch about like the best way to avoid sexual harassment lawsuits is to be hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, researchers believe that exhibitionism is underreported. Mm-hmm. They believe it occurs 150 times more often than in what is reflected in official police statistics. Also seems just like a numbers game. But, yeah. You know. Um, and it's, I think it's one of those, well, okay. 43% of individuals who have been subject to an exhibitionistic act did not report the crime. Okay. Um, subject to like, like a victim of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think that's one of the decisions you have to make. If you're a victim of this, do you report it? Did you like see the person long enough? Do you want it? I would be like, do I want to deal with the police for this? Yeah. Do I want to call the police and have a whole thing that ruins my fucking day? Yeah. Yeah. The answer should probably be yes. That seems like a better approach to help the world Mm -hmm. to report this kind of behavior. So it doesn't go unchecked, but it also is like, I also have to go to the grocery store today though. You know, I got shit to do. Yeah. 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 Hey Kyle. Hey Mike. Remember that time that I got flashed on an airplane? Yep. I didn't report it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and why not? Paperwork? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's one of those things that is definitely like assault and sucks and 
the degree to which you have to weigh of how much do I want to be involved in this whole thing. Yep. It also makes me really, really sad to recognize that like, if I was into it, it would have been super hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, let's see. The, there's also, also a question of escalation, which this is part of the decision whether to report it or not. Not only is exhibitionism highly cor- comorbid with other sexual paraphilias. Mm-hmm. Boy. Mm-hmm. Wine. Mm-hmm. Um, there is evidence to suggest that some of these behaviors may escalate into more serious crimes. Mm. Uh, one study found that approximately 25% of exhibitionists will recidivate with a, with, uh, with any type of sexual offense mm-hmm. and five to 10% of exhibitionists will escalate on subsequent, uh, offenses during a five year follow-up period. So this people that are into this may five to 10%. I don't know. Yeah. There's some, there's some subset of people for whom this is the introduction into bigger sexual crimes. That feels like the mistake of like correlation versus causation, Mm. right? Like if you're a thrill seeker and like you're into some like really kinky stuff, this might be like, just one bus stop on the way to kink town. Yeah. And, and that's not the fact that they were doing exhibitionist stuff is just incidental. It was just, it was, it didn't cause the fact that it escalated into something else for this person. They were going to escalate anyway. And if like the opportunity to be exhibitionistic was taken away from them, wave a magic wand, it would have been some other stop that they would have made, but they were, they were headed to where they were headed. Yeah, well, but then that that that's part of the question of then do you report it and how 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 do you treat crimes like this even if it is um correlated and not causing it? Yeah. Then you still have to decide though what's the level of punishment for this? How much do we as a society care about and punish people for this? What kind of follow-up and monitoring do they need after this? Yeah. Um and if it is correlated with increasing sexual violence, then that's really important to report and monitor these kinds of individuals. I'm really nervous about making this association, but it's almost like those laws about like, I think this person is really dangerous and they should not own a gun Mm. and duty to report that. And then police organizations duty to determine like oh, okay is this person actually really dangerous and are they going to take that gun that they own and snap someday and m- mow down a whole kindergarten or whatever yeah like i don't i don't know because there's like we still have your innocent until proven guilty sort of underpinning to the way we approach justice and i think rightly so yeah so if somebody is exhibitionistic in a in a titillating but not illegal way i don't know i don't know i'm feeling really like weird about saying we should be reporting people for just like showing their wang but that's different than if you're exhibitionistic and you do it in a way that is consensual and healthy then that's very different than what this is talking about this is talking about people that like did a crime yeah Okay. And we need to like be really clear about this distinction between like there's a healthy, consensual, positive, fun 
way you can explore this and there's the crime version which is exposing yourself to people and yeah yeah hmm Hmm. Well, I want to talk to you about the different types or kinds of exhibitionism. Okay. And I thought maybe we could do like kind of a fun little game version where like I'll say the word and then have you guess. Okay. And then and then I'll tell you what it actually yeah. is. These yeah. are all various types of behavior that are classified as exhibitionism, again, according to the Wikipedia article. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Uh, Anasirma. A-N-A-S-Y-R-M-A. Getting a syringe up your ass? An ass syringe? <laughs> what would you call it? I mean, but you have to show people that you're putting that yeah, syringe up while there. everyone's watching. <laughs> uh, that is the lifting of the skirt when not wearing underwear to expose genitals. Sexy. So like, it's like Marilyn Monroe over that air grate yep. if she didn't have any panties on. Yep. Okay. Um, candalism. C-A-N-D-A-U-L-I-S-M. Oh, you spelled it to me because <laughs> it's not putting a candle up your ass. It because public. it's not candle. <laughs> so I'm going to guess that it's um, showing off your tits with no bra. Great. Um, it is It is when a person exposes their partner in a sexually provocative manner. Oh. So if Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson were fucking and he showed the whole world her boob mm. that would be candalism there's kind of like a cuck kind of vibe going on to that yeah like and and like a dom sub kind of a thing like yeah. I, I own this i'm showing it to you yeah like interesting yeah um okay this one you know flashing flashing yeah it's it's spring break it's mardi gras <laughs> it's yes yeah it's spring break flashing yeah uh, the momentary display of bare female breasts by a woman with an up and down lifting of the shirt whoop, whoop, or bra <laughs> or the exposure of a man's or woman's genitalia in a similar manner yeah um how about marta maclia m-a-r-t-y-m-a-c-h-l-i-a mm, when you try to hit on someone by exposing your genitals like that's your flirtation mm, okay yeah I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, um, it's wrong, but yeah, I, I like <laughs> it's it. It's wrong. <laughs> uh, a paraphilia, which involves sexual attraction to having others watch the execution of a sexual act. Mm. So it's voyeuring voyeurs. So like if, if, if you are doing something exhibitionistic, fucking your boyfriend on the 50 yard line. Yep. And then somebody else is watching it and they're getting turned on, getting turned on by that person getting turned on is what this is. Wow, there's layers to that. Yeah. That's yeah. complex. Yeah. M- Marty Maclia, which is, my brother's name is Marty, and I'm going to ask him about this one. <laughs> um, mooning. But. The display of bare buttocks by pulling down of trousers and underwear. This act is most often done for the sake of humor, disparagement, or mockery. I don't think it's exhibitionism, but that's just me. I agree, because you're not like, I think part of this is there's some well, maybe there's the thrill that we talked about is included in this, but I really try to think of this as like a a sexual yeah kind of kink or thing you're really into. And it's just mooning someone seems like something you could do. Yeah. I mean, my mom and my aunt moon people all the time. <laughs> and I don't think it's for sexy reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about reflectoporn? Is this where you uh, exhibitionist yourself? 
You do it in the reflection? No, but I like that. Oh, okay. That's like, that's some next level narcissism shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey me, look at me. Look at <laughs> Ooh, what a thrill. Ooh, I caught a glimpse of myself. Ooh. Um, I, I know that I'm pretty sure you will have been familiar with this with this uh, concept. It's the act of stripping and taking a photograph using an object with a reflective surface as a mirror, then posting the image on the internet in a public forum. Examples include images of naked men and women reflected in kettles, TVs, toasters, even knives and forks. The instance generally credited with starting the trend involved a man selling a kettle on an Australian auction site featuring a photograph where his naked body is clearly visible. Other instances followed, and the specific term reflectoporn was coined by Chris Stevens of Internet Magazine. Wow, this is such a specific interest. Yeah, but like I, I've encountered it before. I used to shop for things on like eBay or, or Craigslist, and sometimes you would see people would post a picture of like, hey, look at this beautiful kettle or TV set. And then, like, when you look closer, like, what's reflected in that surface, they're, they're naked. Interesting. Now, I, Is it accidental? Or? I very naively wondered every time if it was just accidental. Yeah. Apparently not. Huh. In a lot of cases, not. It's done for, for like, the thrill. Wow. Um, streaking. Yeah. You run naked during the World Cup. Yes. Will Ferrell in uh, that, that movie. Nope. Uh, the act of running naked through a public space. The intent is not usually sexual, but for shock value. Yeah. And last but not least, telephone scatologia. Oh, I looked this one up and wrote down something about it. It's uh, calling someone and like saying sexual things verbally over the phone. The act of making obscene phone calls to random or known recipients. Some, re- some researchers have claimed that this is a variant of exhibitionism, even though it has no in-person physical component. Yeah, I wrote down that it is verbal exhibitionism. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, that's that's the, the, the types. You did really well. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Um, I want to talk about some people that answered the question on Quora, what is it like to be a male exhibitionist? Okay. Um. I always am interested in like the kind of directly from the horse's mouth. Like, what is it like? And what is your experience like? Yeah. I have something horrible to say. Oh, I bet the hot ones are on only fans. So like to call yourself a male exhibitionist, but not a content creator means <laughs> you're probably less hot. Ooh. <laughs> I do think only fans is one way to get the, kind of thrill of people watching in a legal way and a consensual way. So that's legal a good... consensual way. And here's my dick and you're giving me money. Like yeah. that's well, great. It's the ideal, right? Yeah. Um, so one person answered that they, uh, that it can be overwhelming. It can consume most of his day when he gets in this mindset and mindset is in quotes. Um, thoughts and actions are like, can I get naked here? What if I get fully naked in a changing room and leave the curtain open? What if I take off my clothes? What if I put them in the back seat and drive naked? What if I go outside at 2 a.m.? How far can I walk with an erection and who can see me? It gets to the point where regular sex isn't interesting and I'm only able to perform with a woman. Uh, I'm unable to perform with a woman unless I have a dose of it to keep me going. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he says that he's single, unfortunately, due to this, due to his exhibitionism. 
Um, and if not addressed, the feelings can get really strong and he can't help but to do really risky things that he's not proud of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but just feels like it has to be done. This, this can, he said this, uh, the lead up can be a day or two of arousal planning and hours of wasted traveling around trying to find the ideal moment. So it seems like this is something that can really consume your mind yeah, and lead to a lot of kind of work to try to make something really sexy happen. Yeah. Wild. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there should be like designated places. <laughs> like, like we have, we have like, you know, places where people can shoot up safely. Like yeah. maybe there should be just like, go ahead and, Flash your business here. I like that. <laughs> it's like Mardi Gras, but like a public, a, a, a more persistent space yeah. that makes it okay. Yeah. I like that. Great. Um, so what is it like being a male exhibitionist? Here's what he said. It's a lonely, risky, dissatisfying life living in fear of being arrested and charged with indecent, indecent exposure, short, dissatisfying relationships, years of searching online and in person. It's embarrassing, degrading, a life of living alone and dying alone for what? An orgasm that no one wants to see. If only I could come out like my gay and lesbian friends, no chance the world can't accept exhibitionists in the same way, and that sucks. Yeah. That's heavy. That's heavy shit. Yeah. That's heavy, heavy shit. It also makes me wonder, like, I know that people will, like, they believe that they can't stop it or control it, but I wonder if they can with help. Like, is there conversion therapy? Oh no, for exhibitionists <laughs> that that wouldn't be horribly damaging and make them want to hurt themselves. Well, but I I feel like are there ways to channel this in a healthy way that people might be into? It mm. seems like maybe I don't think this is. I'm giving a real negative skew of exhibitionists because this is just one person's experience mm-hmm. and. I think if you can be sex positive and talk about this and find other people with your interest, then you could explore this in a really healthy, consensual, fun way mm-hmm. and find a relationship that way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do that, but, uh, there's, is there, is there an app? <laughs> there's gotta be some, like there's, <laughs> there's a site for everything. So there's gotta be an exhibitionism site that, or is that just, it's, it's flasher, but with no E. Right. Oh yeah, there's always no E. Where did all the E's go? Why don't we put E's in anything anymore? Um someone else uh said this is a different explanation of what it's like being a male exhibitionist. It's exciting, pleasurable, gratis gratifying and very risky. I love to expose myself and masturbate, but I'm always wor- worried that someone will turn me into the authorities and I'll be arrested as a sex offender. Needless to say, what I do are sex offenses, and I'm a truly a sex offender in the eyes of the law. Mm. They said it's stupid to punish those who expose themselves and masturbate. We harm no one, and there's no reason uh, to crowd the courts with what, to me, is an, a natural, normal, and healthy activity. How do you I feel? Mean, how do you feel about that? We harm no one is debatable. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think this person really doesn't understand how consent works and how it affects people to be exposed to non-consensual things. We do need to reduce the amount of stigma that comes along with genitals and masturbation yeah. for sure. But like in the right context. Yep. 
Yep. So I think they're like onto something in some ways, but execution not hitting the mark. Yeah. Pooping is also supernatural. Don't do that on a stage either. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. That's just a little bit about people that are exhibitionists and, and talking about what it's like. Mm. It sounds like it can be a rough thing to deal with if you don't have the right outlets, which is, um, yeah. I feel for the people that feel like it's a burden rather than something they can explore in a kinky fun way. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Hmm. Um, when I was in high school, there was a boy, uh, I was like a TA. I think I've told this story before on the show. Okay. Maybe not. I was, I was a TA and, uh, I would like grade papers and then sometimes like troublemakers, like, would have study hall or, or detention in the room that I was in. And uh, the implication was not that I was supposed to be watching these kids, by the way. It was just like, hey, here's an empty classroom except for me grading papers or whatever. And um, it, this particular day, there was a boy my age, so like 14, 15, and a girl slightly younger. She was 13, 14. And... Uh, he was pulling his gym shorts open and exposing himself and fondling himself and making, not making her look at it, but like it, the intent was clearly to like show her. Hmm. And uh, a bunch of shit went down. Um, and I, but I remember the teacher that I TA'd for, he said that he was very, very disappointed that I didn't report it. Oh, wow. Because I didn't. Huh. Um, and then it was at some point, this is so crazy. I was, this was like several weeks later or months later, even maybe who knows. And, uh, uh, had this man that I'd never seen before, uh, walk up to me at lunch and say, follow me for a second. And I did not like, did we didn't leave the lunchroom or anything. So I didn't feel unsafe that way. But uh, I presume he was this kid's lawyer because he said, you need to stop talking about so-and-so or some terrible things could happen to you. <gasps> and so, like, and I don't know what happened to all of that. Like, that's just so weird. Like, never heard from him or any, any like, resolution to the whole thing. I don't know. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Where was I going with that? It's just like I I had written down we were going to talk about like personal stuff and that's like a, a really early like exhibitionistic thing that I was somehow sort of a little bit part of. Do you you were the same age and you were young? Did do you remember being like turned on by this or yeah 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 oh for sure you seemed a little disappointed when you said that just like I was I was out to myself from like eleven or twelve and just so determined not to be gay. And I wonder if that had something to do with not reporting it. Right. Mm. Because the implication could have been that I was watching. Right. Cause I was, <laughs> and, and that then, you know, even just the, the idea that maybe I was into it would come up and mm. you asked, cause it's a natural curious thing to ask. And so I, I, I wonder if that, how much of me not reporting it was exactly that. Hmm. Um, and did I make the assumption that when you're gay, that means you're into it? Like, I think a lot of people assume that if you're gay, you're always into anything sex related and that makes it hard to yeah. report or talk about things you're not into. Yeah. I wonder if I just did that thing that I just like 
yeah. that people do. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. That feels very, like, victim blamey to be like, you didn't report it. That's on you. Like, yeah. I think people decide whether to report it or not based on a lot of different factors and to blame them to say that you were supposed to report it and that's on you for not doing it is like, I don't know, there are a million different ways to deal with and process things that happen to you. I also think it's a weird thing that teachers have to navigate sometimes of like the people in your classroom are not adults. Their brains Mm -hmm. are not done cooking. They make weird decisions. Hormones make them say and do and think weird things. And it's your job, I think, to understand what of those things to just sort of let run its course as just a normal natural thing and how many of those things you're supposed to course correct and bring a moralistic um like character shaping moment yeah right and um so i don't know i at the time i was disappointed that i didn't report it also Hmm. and sort of ashamed that i was supposed to have and didn't, but I didn't take it as like I was being blamed for it mm. either. Like, um, I just thought it was like, Oh, this is one of those things where like the teacher who's a role model in your life trying to make you a better person and let you know how to make good decisions mm. or something. Interesting. I, don't know. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How about you? Are you a flasher, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think there are times and places where this can be hot and like Mm. bathhouse comes to mind as like Mm. a hot place or like gangbang comes up as like, there's a, there's a fun aspect to this that I am kind of into. Yeah. I don't, I don't seek this out really, but if it came up, I think it could be hot to have people watch. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 But I don't know. Maybe that's because I want them to participate too. I don't know if that's just watching for watching sake is like, I don't think I get excited by that part specifically. Yeah. It's that like strangers may come and participate, which is hot. So I don't think I'm into exhibitionism as I'm saying this out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Also like in nude spaces or in sex spaces, it seems like it, it takes on a different, tone or character or something right like yeah. is, is it exhibitionism if everybody's expected to be naked <laughs> right like, <laughs> yeah um, i think it still is yeah me, i do yeah it yeah it's just it's interesting how it works yeah i think mm. uh, but it's also about your intent i think back to that like if you go to the bathhouse to walk around and find someone to have sex with and then you want to go back to your private room and have sex with them, that's very different than I'm walking around and getting turned on by other people seeing me naked, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I think two people can go to the bathhouse and it, it can, one could be an exhibitionist and still exhibit similar behaviors. Or like I'm going to leave the bath, the the door open to my room mm-hmm. and I want people to watch mm-hmm. and see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That I think there, there are ways it manifests in bathhouses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you into exhibitionism? Um, my my very first instinct is to say no, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's just because I don't, I don't, I, I I don't do a lot of those things. Like I don't go to nude beaches, and and mm-hmm. like I could barely go to the jerk off club that one time because <laughs> there's something about that 
that just uh, makes me uncomfortable and I don't want to seek it out. But then I haven't thought about this in a long time either. It's just popping up for me. Uh, Jacked Mike, who hated, hated, hated his body and was a weirdo about it. I would still sometimes sneak out, go to Green Lake, take my shirt off and run around Green Lake, and then look at Craigslist Missed Connections to see if anybody saw me. Wow. And um, there's that's not, not being an exhibitionist. <laughs> yeah. Right? I kept my shorts on, but like that was that was for sure like I wanted to be looked at and admired and for somebody to say that they had seen me and were into it. Interesting. Um so like there's some part in here, but I think I'm too self loathing to feel like I actually deserve it and mm. so could never really do it. I don't know. Huh. It's weird. That's it's got really hot. <laughs> like Well that sucks that if like whether you're in it or not into it or not, depending on whether you feel like you deserve other people to want to watch you. Mm-hmm. I could see that for sure. There's a self-esteem kind of component that you have to believe that people might want to watch you. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. You're into voyeurism though, which we haven't talked about at all. It's kind of the companion to exhibitionism. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like, I like watching. Hmm. I like, um, like I, w- one time I remember went to the, went to the bathhouse, um, and, uh, there's a, there was a shower area and, uh, I asked a dude if I could watch him shower hmm. and he was like, yeah, go for it. Hmm. So I did. It was hmm. hot. Yeah. Um, every exhibitionist needs a voyeur. Well, it, it, the healthiest version of it. The, yes. The that. consensual <laughs> version of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's a good pairing for someone that's, you know into exhibitionism yeah for sure absolutely hmm. <laughs> can we... i tell you a last thing yeah oh yeah last thing okay um i was I'm... about to ask if did we do it so i know i know i could feel you about to do that so <laughs> i want to talk about there are just five tips and tricks mm. if you think you're into this what to do about it mm-hmm. show your tips let me show you the tips <laughs> um first start in the realm of fantasy before introducing the real thing I think that's that's wise. A good way to explore this yep. initially to get your get your foot in the door, get the the tip in the butt. Yeah, yeah. Um, good work. Yeah. Add sexy garments or a striptease element to removing your clothes. Mm. So, like, this would be like with a partner to add in some kind of like, hey, watch me mm-hmm. while I do some things, and and wearing hot underwear or a striptease can help be like you're watching me mm-hmm. purely for my performance or what I'm doing. Sexy. Uh, this is a dumb piece of advice. Keep the lights on. Turn off the lights. Turn off the lights. I sang this this weekend when we were out on, at our retreat. Oh, I don't know what this is. It's Nelly Furtado, I think. I'll play it for you. Oh, okay. And then we'll add it to the playlist. Okay, great. Can't wait. But like, yeah, if you're into people watching you, keep the lights on. That's, I don't know. Yeah. If you want people to visually see you, help make sure they can. That seemed like a stupid piece of (laughs) advice, but I copied it down anyway. Uh, Try mutual masturbation. Mm, Okay. That's a good way to be watched. Yeah. Just having someone or like your partner or whatever, watch you jerk off. Why do I think mutual masturbation is when you masturbate each other? Oh, oh, I think it could be that. That's a hand job. That's a hand job. What's it called when you just jerk off next to each other and watch each other? Is it mutual masturbation? 
Or is that just coincidental masturbation? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, try a sex party, your group sex scenario. Sex party? Yeah. Okay. It's a party with sex. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a weird, a weird world. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know how I would find a sex party if I, even if I wanted one. I think there are probably sniffies or something. I don't know. Sniffies. I think like for straight couples, there are swingers parties. Mm-hmm. Look for the pineapples. Look, I was going to say you put a <laughs> pineapple in your cart and then you'll be invited. But I think the point being, there are ways to explore this in a consensual, healthy way. Hmm. Even if you do it with your partner and are just trying to spice up your own personal sex life with them. There are ways to explore this. Um, so the spice girls are for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Tip number six, play the spice girls while you have sex. Spice up your life. Every boy and every girl. Spice up your life. Uh, now that's got to go on the list. Um, yeah. So I think we talked about exhibitionism. We talked about the, um, a myriad of different options of, of exhibitionism ranging from the good and the bad. Um, hey, Kyle. hey, Mike. Is what we do vocal exhibitionism? Oh, I don't know. Are you turned on by having peop- the idea that people are going to listen to this? But we, talk- I thought it didn't have to be necessarily. Oh, that's true. Just for the thrill of it. Yeah. I listened to a podcast about exhibitionism where they had someone masturbate in front of them and then recorded her masturbation. Wow. Yeah. It was like minutes where I, you know, you never know what someone else is listening to when you walk by them. Like I was yeah. walking Reynolds and listening to some lady masturbate, you know, just like <laughs> seeing other people. Hello. Cold day, right? Yep. You're right. My dog is cute. Yeah. Yeah. All the while in my head is like some lady going. Ah, 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 ah. That's great. She went on for so long too. Anyway. Do we do it? Yeah. All right. We did it. We didn't answer that. We're going to gloss right over that question. Um, Agreed. Should we, should, we take, should we take a break? Yeah. Exhibitionist break. Okay. Watch me. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> that's, I can't make eye contact now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. Break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. You can find all the places we're on socials at gayishpodcast.com slash contact. You can find our Facebook group, our Discord, um, and a bunch of other socials there. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, especially if it's your gayest and straightest. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, hey. Hey. Rate, review, subscribe, and recommend. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. Do one good thing with your life today. <laughs> And rate, review, subscribe, or recommend. Especially if you're the kind of person that has listened to so many episodes and you haven't rated or reviewed quite yet, now's the time to do it. This is it. This is your moment. This is your call. This is your sign. Please finally do it. It really helps us. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Local gay bar review. Yeah. Okay. Today we're going to talk about Flex Las Vegas. Uh, I already like it. Flex Las Vegas. Uh, it had a, had a cool vibe. I thought it was pretty adorable. 
They did have karaoke in there, and it was the best worst karaoke, I think, <laughs> that I've, I've, I've ever experienced. Um, mom was there, which is always a good time. I think I think mom being at a gay bar with me is worth at least a half a dildo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, three dildos. Three dildos. Oh, okay. Wow. Thanks, mom. You really saved that one. <laughs> Put it right at the average. Yep. Uh, gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. I'll go. Okay. So my gayest is the dream I had of a guy from high school that I had a crush on mm. that we made out. <gasps> it was one of those where I was like, was keeps. He from the track team? No. Oh. No. Okay. Different guy. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, oh, that guy from the track team. <laughs> I miss him. Uh, was it a hot dream? Yeah. It was one of those where like my alarm went off and I was like, no, keep dreaming. <laughs> Go back to sleep and keep dreaming. I mean... I say no every time my alarm goes yeah. off these days. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and my straightest is I'm not on prep right now. Kyle. I know. I let my prep lapse because my pharmacy closed down and I didn't move my prescription over to the new place that I want to go. So I had to walk uphill both ways mm, in the snow. It was, it's been rough on me <laughs> pharmacy wise, <laughs> but I have an appointment with my prep doctor. Okay. And I'm going to get back on it soon. Well, good. Because if you're going to take it, take, take it. it. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you? Uh, what about me? Uh, so the straightest thing about me this week, uh, you and I went on a retreat to a cabin to do some stuff, some work on a super secret project. Yeah. And uh, I made a fire. Yeah. 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 You kept that fire going all weekend long. Building, building fires. Is, that's, that's straight. Straight for yeah. sure. Uh, and then the gayest thing about me this week was, okay, so... They had to emergency shut off the water to my building yesterday because oh, no. there's there's a huge problem. That's what all this plastic is about out in front of my elevator. But, Any, anyway, it was off for a few hours. And uh, so the, the gayest thing about me this week is uh, boyfriend was like, where are we going to go eat? And I said, we have to go eat where there are only straight people because I'm disgusting. There's no shower. <laughs> I just got back from this thing and I can't take a shower because the water is off. So somewhere only straight people eat. Yeah. My God, I didn't shower either this weekend. When I got home, I was like, I need this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. Do I have a listener's gaze as straight as this week? I don't think so. All right. Derek's not here, so we just are. It's you and I winging it this week. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Oh, whatever. No listener's gaze as straight as this week, so send them in. Yeah, send in your voicemails, uh, call us at the number, and leave us your voicemails because we love to play them. Yeah, or an MP3. We'll take it as an email. Yeah, voicemail's easier. Okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that it? That's it. A uh, uh, special thank you to everyone who shows their business. Consensually. For the most part. For the most part, I think. Um, and... Ooh, you okay? Yep. Just that excited about the Gap Bridgers? <clears throat> thank you to our Super Gap Bridgers, Kaylee Adam, Kit Oliver, Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, John Carly, Stephen Portio, Stosel, Harry Shaw, Jonathan Montanias, Wadu, Forrest Nell, Patrick Martin, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lanya, Michael Covington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B., Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A. E. Coleman, Chris Cachatorians, and Jerome York. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your money. Uh, that is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cachatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Be nude. Be nude. <laughs> <laughs>
next week. Bye. I'll see. You I'll see next you, week. and you love it. <laughs> You'll love that I get to see you, watch you there. <laughs> I see what you're doing, honey. Shaking that thing. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. I see you, baby. I love that song. <laughs> Let's have that to the <laughs> okay, list. Okay, too.